Blog Talk Radio. of NASCAR, the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. And I'm going to read NASCAR's mission statement now. We have a single purpose at NASCAR, to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violence or physical abuse, emotional traumas, and neglect. And we do so with only two goals. One, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, CSA. Presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic worldwide problem that affects everyone. And two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse, and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. And tonight we have a special guest host with us, and that is Bill Murray, our founder, the founder of NASCA. And I'm going to read a little bio of Bill to introduce him. Bill's recovery is 12-step based and spans four decades. Sexually abused by numerous clerics, all men, between the ages of 11 and midway through high school, a minor seminary, he was also the victim of prepubescent pornography and even a two-week kidnapping. Grace to have found Alcoholics Anonymous when he was 30 years old. The program not only helped him get clean and sober, but also gave him a place to give up his secrets and the tools by which he has recovered. He firmly believes one can use the 12-step process to heal from child abuse trauma and to find a way to a comfortable life. On these episodes, we welcome various co-hosts, survivor professionals who will assist in fielding questions and lead a variety of topics suggested by our call-in participants. 
Their trauma-informed perspectives as survivor professionals will help them guide discussions on the issues of child abuse, trauma, and healthy human sexuality that spring from questions and topics brought to us by our listeners. Everyone is invited to engage on tonight's show. Please visit the NASCA.org website. And I'll give you the phone number to call in to participate in the show. It's 646-595-2118. Again, 646-595-2118. Please call in if you have any questions or comments for Bill. And with that, I will say, hi, Bill. Howdy, Judy. Hi. Looking good today. You're looking good today. Well, welcome. I'm looking good. <laughs> Not really. I've been to the dentist. No, because you always I look kind of like Marlon. Like <laughs> if I sound funny, that's why, because my face is swollen. <laughs> you don't sound so more, do we any have more a topic? funny than you did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a topic for tonight's uh, tonight's show? Well, I was supposed to, but the person that um, had suggested the topic told me this afternoon that she can't come, so <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> um, oh, uh, well, I no what? No, it was something in it's sort of in her world, so I was going to let her do it, but. Um, We'll we'll have to trudge along and find something something else, and that's fine. There's plenty of material, <laughs> plenty of topics, plenty of issues. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> right. So, but I do want to. And tell, of course, the listeners. To tell... to... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Are you there, Bill? Of I'm course, sorry. Yeah, no, I I wanted you. I thought you were in the middle of a sentence. And of course, the listeners um, uh, have have topics of their own, and we're all going to share these topics. Um, you know, there's no there's no topic that one person has that the other person is not at least touched by. You know, in our world of travel. Mm-hmm. So um, it shouldn't be too hard to get people. To, to find topics, what's hard for, to do right now is to get people to call in. <laughs> Calling in is the problem. Yes. Uh, but, and the phone number uh, again uh, is 646-595-2118. Please call in. Yes. Yes. And really, we don't bite. And, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't bite, and we're uh, – we're, Kind of a friendly lot, and you know we're here for I think a good reason. Uh, not like we're not 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 here for anything, um, anything but being helpful, you know, and and educating. As you read the mission statement, I was listening to it again. It still sounds pretty good. Um, the um, the people that listen to this show need this show, uh, but we also need them. And it really helps if they call in and give us a sense of what our community is like or where they are today. And especially if it's um, 
a newcomer that doesn't have a, um, a really good understanding of recovery, uh, it gives us a chance what we've gone through and so forth. So there's a lot of reasons to call in, and I, I hope people will tonight because it's a, it's a not-to-be-missed experience to see how easy it is, frankly, to uh, talk on the radio. That's right. And even though it might be scary to come out and say, yes, I am a victim or I am a survivor, it's so healing to come out and say that. It's, so I um, hope you call. Yeah, it's, it's the most healing thing that we have in our toolkit. <laughs> you know, uh, survivors uh, of child abuse um, stay victimized, you know, for a long time. But there are ways to, to have a sense of yourself as uh, not being the victim anymore uh, or not being the victim as much as before and of being instead a person that, um, you know, is healing. And we, we, we pass this forward, you know, and that's what we want people to understand is none of us here that are better than anybody else. We're all the same. And uh, we, we owe it to each other to help out. All right, we got a couple of people calling in, so let's see who they are. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's see. Okay, I'll go to the bottom first. 207, you just called in. Um, hi. And I'm going to... Hi. I, I thought triggers... I thought triggers would be a good uh, topic for tonight, how we deal That's with fine. triggers. That's fine. Uh, who is this and where are you from? This is Kathy from Maine. Kathy, okay. Kathy from Maine. All right, Kathy, we, well, that's not a bad idea at all. We can, we can certainly do that. And I got one other person, Kathy, to uh, pick out, I mean, to introduce, or they're going to have to introduce themselves. And that's from the 573 area code. So let me open the mic there. 573, who is this and where are you from, please? Hi, how are you doing? Hi, very well. What's up? I would say composure is a big thing. Did you get that? Composure. I am not able Composer. to understand. Would you mind being uh would you mind saying it one more time? My my fault that I can't hear. Oh no. They dropped. Oh, maybe that person will call back in. Maybe their phone wasn't. Well, that- Clear. I don't know, but I hope they will. You know, they just um, they were listening first, obviously, and then and then made the call, and then we fumbled with their name. I fumbled with their name, and uh, they hung up. I hope you do call back in. We need you, and we'd love to have you with us. Meantime, we did um, pick up one other person, and that's Kathy from Maine, who's a regular on our show. Uh, she said that she thought triggers, the, tr- the topic of triggers, oh, there's, there's our person, uh, would be a good one. And I agree. Let's let's see if we can catch this person, though, before uh, we, we go forward. This is the 573 caller, and we're having trouble with understanding what you were saying. Can I ask who this yeah, is? Yeah, if I connected to my Wi-Fi. 
Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask who this is? Hi, this is Britt. Britt? Yes. Britt, okay. And uh, are you here in America? Obviously, that's fine. Britt, that's fine. All right, so now we have Britt and uh, we have uh, Kathy. And we have Annie and we have me, Bill. Uh, and the topic we're going to start with, Britt, is to um, explore the, the topic of triggers. Triggers is something that we all experience, all of us. And it's pretty powerful. It can knock you right off your horse, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they don't, as you go forward, I think they get less and less, they have less and less sort of authority in your, in your life. Um, but they're still there. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share just a couple of things that I can think of that, um, that we do for triggers. First of all, for example, in our Facebook groups, we have a, um, a suggestion that's strongly suggested that anybody that's going to put something in a Facebook post on one of our groups consider the impact that might have on especially a newcomer, for example. And if the newcomer would be upset or is likely to be, uh, you know, confused or hurt, uh, what we do is at the top of the post, uh, we, we type the, let, the words in, in capital letters, trigger warning. And when you see that on a post at NASCA, it means that the, what follows, the, the bulk of the post, may be something you, you would prefer to move forward, move, move over, you know, not to, not to read. I just skip over. And uh, that's a pretty effective tool because, you know, there's, um, there are people that, that get, um, that are beside themselves when they read certain things. Now, there's also certain things that we don't want people to post. Uh, we, we want you to post almost anything that is, that has to do with a prevention, intervention, and recovery, but there are out, many outside issues that we don't believe um, belong uh, at NASCA. We, we can acknowledge that they, they exist, but we certainly don't want arguments. Or, um, you know, there are there there are people in the world, unfortunately, who um, enjoy you know, stirring the pot <laughs> uh, with with Tabasco. <laughs> and, Hello. Um, yeah. I just I, I just wondered whether or not it was my audio. I'm having trouble understanding what you're saying. But I just want to interject here quickly. I understand, um, you know, and it's very good the, when people are triggered by serious and information that hurts you in a post. I was mostly speaking about when we just go around our daily lives, you know, walking into the grocery store or or any other um, passage of life without even thinking about the trauma or the instances surrounding the trauma that trigger the trauma, you know, smells, things, people's colors even that, um, that prompt that trigger, that PTSD that many of us have had to deal with. And I know you and I are old enough to have had to deal with them for a lot of years. And how we deal with them yeah. and how we are able to you know, finish the grocery list without being 
distracted by the trigger, you know, and, and I understand. And when you, get off, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, that's whenever your composure comes into order and your dedication, your motivation. You know, we all have that list. We see determined to have that list have structure. And we see determined to finish that list. And it gives us motivation. And so we retain our composure no matter what affects us on the outside. It takes a lot to detain that, but it takes motivation. Motivation? Did you say well, motivation? Just yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Kathy. No, Joe, go ahead. I, I just wanted to understand. Internally. I'm sorry, I don't know if you heard me that well or not. Well, you're on other side triggers. You have to maintain that computer to attain yourself in order to finish that priority of your list, of that structure. You have to motivate yourself and structure yourself and detain yourself no matter what affects you on the outside, and that takes a lot of, uh, like, you know, self-determination. Very good. Motivation is important. You have to be, yeah, very good. Thank you. Well, that's good. I mean, Thank I, you I, for I, sharing I, that. I'm, sure. Go ahead, Annie. I was just saying thank you for sharing that. That's all. I find myself having to take a moment, um, I call it smile first, smile and breathe in the nose and breathe out the mouth and just let that, you know it's happening, at least after so many years, you know, uh-oh, here comes the little triggers again, going and messing with me and, and calming myself down so I can get back to the task at hand and continue. But I haven't been too much bothered by posts that people post. Um, some were very certainly treat, um, speaking of very serious issues that can, we all, unfortunately, can relate to. But I, I, I don't think they hurt me the same way as sometimes when they come out of the blue. Depression comes isolation, and when people get to the point where they even are so depressed, they start to isolate themselves from um, even social media itself. Like I have at one point, and I have, and I do. Um, the thing is, is like we don't pay attention to what the posts are. We don't even post ourselves. We don't post for six to months to two years on our, on our even profile. The thing is, is when you get so caught up and feeling like you feel like you're the problem or the burden, which, you know, in reality you aren't. You try to give yourself that, you know, that motivation and determination, and you just need something to look up to. And, you know, it would be cool if there was, like, you know, like, I don't know, like a role model or representative, you know, someone that has, you know, turned their life around without having that, quote, unquote, uh, fake positivity, you know, as you see these role models nowadays, like like how I see there's uh, Keanu Reeves, he's an amazing role model, um, like he's donated so much funds and he's went through so much trauma and he's still single to this day and he's went through a lot of things and that gives me motivation and stride, just how being part of this group gives me motivation uh, to keep trying to realize that maybe one day I can advocate for everything I've been through to help others that have been through what I'm going have been through. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, you know, 
both of these things at this point, when we uh, come from the place of us accepting a certain amount of responsibility for what what, what comes out of our mouths or off of our fingertips, you know, that's new for a lot of us. We don't think of that when we when we're um, out there, kind of. We don't we don't you know it's sort of like many of us are bulls in the china shop, um, and others are are are. Uh, like timid lambs, kind of. So we have to find a middle ground where it's it's right to talk about your, your issues, you know, to stand up for yourself, in other words. But it's not right to beat somebody else over the head about your issues. This is what I was trying to get to with my my first example, and it's not the, of course, not the only example, with but what? it is something, an action I, have, I can do. I have do. trouble hearing you, uh, Bill. Maybe you're. Close to the microphone. I don't want to miss your words. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Your volume is kind of low. Oh, I no, I'm not. I'm, kind of low on my end. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Um, I wasn't close to the mic. I wasn't far from the mic. Uh, I've got it. Is that better? I don't know. Maybe slower. Slower? Mike, your voice is away from the microphone. Uh, well, it's a, it's an iPhone, and it, I mean, I just had it on the desk. Way better. I'm sorry, I didn't yes? want to miss your stride. I just wanted didn't want to miss it. Okay. Well, I don't know if I can get <laughs> back into the stride of that, but it's point. The point is that there, it it requires a certain amount of consciousness for us to make the changes that are for the benefit of the whole, of the group, of the newcomer, you know, and so forth. Um. And it takes uh, some uh, some um, soul searching, if you want, uh, some consideration uh, of what it is that's important for us to put forward and what is what is not. And I tell you, I, as time goes on, I find fewer things are uh, important to put forward and then defend if they're if they're upsetting. If I realize that they're upsetting, I will I want to retract not retract but withdraw without making a big deal of it if I can but it's hard it's really hard and um, I think it's tough with yeah. triggers um um thinking of withdrawing from it uh keeping yourself away from it I think um for myself and has been proven tried and true that for me the best way to uh when I see a trigger or feel it coming on basically at this point is to deal with it and uh, confront it if you will and and face it and accept it and know what it is and move through it so that I can get past it and on with my day because they do happen um, that's what for me uh, PTSD does um, and my son recently moved in and he's a vet and he won't even talk about all of his time um in combat, and I know he's got trouble, but that's fine. You know, he can keep his silence as he likes. But uh, it's it's tough, and then most people often, when they think of PTSD, they think of vets in combat. But, of course, those of us who are adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse have different type of triggers. And it's odd. I remember speaking some time ago when I ever saw, even if I went to a restaurant, I remember a restaurant one time, and it was a lovely place, and I wasn't thinking about anything, but 
a placostomus, which is a fish. They put it in an aquarium to keep the algae off the screens of right. the fish tank. Right. It, it was it yeah. was a trigger for me uh, when I saw really? that sucking, you know, because of what happened to me. That sucking, whatever I saw, it was a real trigger, and I would uh, not even at at the point it got bad. Truly, stand up, hold my shoulders back. Smile, breathing through my mouth. But and metaphorically ex- or physically. I'm sorry, hon. What was that? Whether it be metaphorically or physically, even. Yeah. Yeah. Because metaphorically, someone's sucking the life out of you as if you feel like you can't get, get no other breath besides, what you, you know what I mean? As you hold yourself to the side of the tank and you have nowhere else to go with all the other fish and there are fears and killing each other. It's sad. You know, if you put fish in other tanks, I had a, a fisher one time with a red devil and they were, they were, they were fish. And it's a, the, the breed of fish and they would like try to fight for each other to see who could survive in the tank and the succubus they would stay on the side of the tank talking yeah. a little bit of life it can get but oh. it would save your life. Well, that's an interesting way and perspective that I'll have to take advantage of in my, if I ever see that again. <laughs> Is that it's a protection thing that that fish is doing a good thing. It's eating all their compost. It's eating all their right. compost and dirt. So all their dirty filth that they decompose, they're taking within them, making food and, you know, recycling it mainly. And so, and they're making it into a good thing that can live. And they're gaining composure and using their confidence. And they're staying within safety levels of, you know, the edge of the tank. Yeah, so what? It's still life, you know? Right. But the emotions still grow, and I still have to do less than I used to, as as most of us who have lived long enough. Um, You know, it's not as bad as it used to be. But for me, uh, it was a lot of emotional trauma was reinvigorated. Gosh, I guess it was 2000. 19, um, that when I filed charges against my rapist, of course, that didn't go anywhere, but at least I got it out, and everyone knows, and that's something, that's somewhere, and that's good, but, um, it, you know, the trigger started, thinking, things started coming back that didn't bother me for a long time, but I was expecting it. I was a little surprised with the I learned to sit back. I learned to sit back actually and realize that I actually didn't press charges. I actually took a step back and I I literally was told the story of what happened to me right in front of me and I reconciled with it, you know. By sitting back sometimes you realize what more is really going on than trying to go forth with the local quote unquote authority in mind. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry. Well quoted. But, um, <laughs> My bad, guys. I'm not trying to laugh. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, no. I think I, I, okay. think I dodged the bullet because I've heard so many horror stories of those who had to actually going through. Uh, another friend of mine was, well, acquaintance online, but a friend was uh had the opportunity with this look back. I don't know if many of you have paid attention. Some states have had 
they uh, removed the statute of limitations with a window look back, and uh, she didn't get anywhere, and she should have, but she didn't. And it was so stressful for her um, that I'm kind of, you know, my my, my eyewitness passed away before I was able to finally get the things filed. But, you know, we're old, and time goes yeah, on. And, and, you know, in life, it's just like, you know, it goes on, goes around, comes around, whether you sit back or you do nothing or you do. And, like, it's sad, but as it says in the end of the Bible, there will be, quote-unquote, there will be, like, vultures and, like, there will be, like, birds, you know, within the wilderness. Well, like, as soon as I heard some birds going off, nope. Uh, you know, and I think it's sad is, like, the county that I was originally, like, lived in for a minute, they literally found, like, on the news, we're not even seeing it. They literally found a body of a missing person that was six months in the prosecuting attorney wow. torch shed unit. Wow. So that makes me feel real trusted. You know, at the end of the day. You know, and so that's why I laugh whenever I say that because in reality, um, the only person you got is yourself and the family you build. Um, it's sad to say that, but it's the truth. Well, but I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it's posted on local newspaper. I mean, why sugarcoat it? Well, I don't think it's that we are are sugarcoating it for it as much as we um, we 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 don't really believe we can have an effect. Sometimes we don't care anymore, but we don't think we have a lot we can do, and I. I think at NASCA you find out that there's a lot we can do, and it kind of starts with talking to each other. So the worst thing you there's can nothing do is... nothing you feel like you can do when you find out news like that. Again? When you find out news like that, the only thing you can do is have faith. You can have faith in God and have faith to look yeah. up because in realization with people they see to protect you, who is really there. I understand that, yes. Um, what does a person that's an agnostic do? The person who kept you alive, all that abuse. Think about it like that. We're all survivors of abuse. Who kept us alive? You think it was what, our faith? No, it was God. Whether you guys all are atheists or believers or not, God is the one who, you literally, if no, I, no, no. Times, I should have been dead. You know, no, and God no, is the one who kept me alive. Like, no, nothing else can give you life besides God itself. We're not all atheists by any means, and far from it. But I'm just saying that amongst us might be people whose uh, belief system is different than ours, including having no belief system. And that's really hard to, I think that's hard to proceed, you know, in, in life with without a something that you believe in. But it, but a lot of people are that way. I think it's partly because of the time. And the thing is, is, for those of the ones without belief, it's really of that it is the end of time. You can see it up on the news, okay? The thing is, is like we're non-judgmental. Those people that lead those false churches, they are not, obviously, they judge others. They're not believers. They're false gods and they're false prophets. And the people that are willing to help and, and treat those, you know, in, in the end, they're willing to, no matter how bad of a life they've had or how bad of a person they've been, if they're willing to change forth and start to do better, Anyone's welcome, and that's the thing, and that's where the big, big bias standpoint is made because people, people make it as if it's a, like as if you have to be born into it, and you don't. 
So whether it's non-belief or belief, the thing is, is like anyone can just have a higher faith as in looking up at the sun every morning you wake up and just see it rise. You feel the heat of it hit you. You see the light of it bring it to the earth. Therefore, and it brings light to plants. Therefore, it gets you safe. You know what? I'm going to keep going every day. I'm going to keep striving. I'm going to keep trying to do better with myself. I'm going to try to motivate myself. I'm going to try to do good on this earth. Because why not? I mean, like, what, you just be self, self-pity self and selfish and just worry about yourself? And, like, that's going to get you really far until your gravestone's in the fucking ingredients of the grave and you just another number like everyone else. Excuse me. I think you have to slow down, too. I can't remember your name, but I thank you for sharing so much. Um, but anyway. I got it as grit. I, I wrote it down as grit. I'm not sure if I'm right. I'm, I'm going to have to turn the computer yeah, on. I'll, I'll, I'll call back. I'll call back. You don't have to make a deal if I want to talk. It's just that I can't hear well on this phone. I can hear better on the computer. Let me try that. Thank you. Just I'm not sure. hanging up. I'm going to stick on the show, but I'll chime in on the phone in a little bit. I understand. Uh, come on back. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm... Um, and they can believe that, me all they want because they may not be believers. But the thing what? is, in the Bible, they said the last seven years of the last seven years of salvation, which is in the Revelation, the first three and a half years are the church is led by the false gods, right? So you see these priests that apparently you know did things with little kids, and you see these big uh, montage uh, churches where they have like mansions and they have all these thousands of people in there, but yet in reality, they're not good at heart. There were false gods that led this. And the thing is, is those buildings are still available in reality. So I'm just saying, I'm willing to help others. I'm willing to change lives. I'm willing to be there for others. It may get that opportunity, and it could be an opportunity to take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Annie, where are you on this topic? What do you think about it? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Bill. I'm having... I'm having trouble hearing. Could you elucidate the topic again? Well, we're talking about different belief systems and how, you know, it, they can be, well, some people's belief systems we can't accept because it's um, come so far away from our own. Uh, and that goes both ways. Right. And we're talking now in terms of, uh, let's say, Christians and atheists, right? So there, there's a very big mm-hmm. schism between the two. So the Christian's not going to believe the atheist. They're not going to really want to, you know, break bread with the atheist most times. And the atheist isn't going to want to listen to the the Christian most times. And unfortunately, on that basis, very very little growth occurs. And, um, you know, actually, it doesn't take a lot of growth for there to be growth. (laughs) But you have to have acceptance of the other person. And uh, we didn't say this before, Britt, but I'm just saying that you have to have acceptance of the other person to, um, you know, to to kind of grow yourself, uh, which most of us, when we get here and sort of th- are starting to think about improving ourselves in our lives, we want to, we want to, uh, you know, to, to heal. <laughs> and healing for me means, you know, preparing. Yeah, you want to heal, can I Again. Can I ask a question within that healing? It would help me for myself. Go ahead. 
within that healing, within that healing, you know how there's always a growth chart, as in when we go into doctors, there's always a growth chart. We go in, we measure ourselves every time, we check our weight, we see if we meet the standard uh, biometrics of uh, height, weight, and a BMI, correct, as a child. So as an adult, as we go through these uh, quote-unquote things, what I'm trying to say is, what do we have to look up to? What is our faith? What is our guidance? What is our visual structure? Because once you pass the age of 18, I mean, there ain't no, you know, seeing that great. Let's see how tall you are. Um, and the thing is, is your health, whether physical, mental, or sexual, or whatever, um, it it helps to have that visual guidance, whether it be an ambassador, an advocate, or even a picture. Um, and I really don't see much of a visual guidance for this. You know, I really don't. I really don't. Like, I'll be honest with you, like, because that's one of my my things I struggle with. You know, I'm 27, and I really don't see that structural guidance for, like, hey, you know, if I'm dealing with this, where do I go to? So that's the only reason why I have had faith. I mean, like, that's the only thing I have had to hold on to. None of my family is religious, no, but... In the end, it's the only thing I could go back to the end that has something to look up to rather than nothing. Personally, Britt, I think that having a, a, a spiritual belief system of whatever kind is beneficial to me and to others. I've, I've um, found it more comfortable to be among others, frankly, that, you know, even though they can't explain what it is, they do, you know, they do believe in a God and God. They believe in God. They believe in living sort of uh, the golden rule type life, uh, maybe 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 the commandments, but it doesn't have to be that. It just has to be sort of um, thinking of the other person in the world uh, and making a contribution to their life. That's pretty important, I think. And, and everybody can do that at NASCA because we're all in the same boat. You know, we're all survivors of child abuse, and we can, by just saying a few sentences of our story, we can draw in the person that uh, didn't think they were going to find anything with us because we we speak their language literally, and uh, they hear it right away. It's amazing how powerful our own story is when we are trying to help somebody else. You know, not heal all the way, but I mean, you know, identify with with um, the need to heal. You know, and and maybe get the first couple of ideas and keep coming back. You know. And that's really important too. Um, I mean, my my system. To be honest with you. Again. I'm sorry. To self heal is a priority. Uh, self what is? Self heal is a priority at this point. Yeah, I'm having trouble a little bit. Um, well, I'm just, I'm kind of just, um, I'm not trying to, you know, to tell anybody else here or a listener here that, um, you know, I'm better or or worse or, you know, right or wrong or, or they are either. I'm just, I am saying what my experience is. And I, I have had, a lot of spiritual experiences, uh, starting when I was, a, you know, a baby. <laughs> when I was a baby, I, I was brought up in Catholicism, very strict Catholicism, 
and and I experienced all the sacraments and all the steps of you know moving to a spiritual life all the way up till um you know till well uh, through 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 my 20s and so forth but what happened was I was I was abused and I was abused by clerics which means priests and brothers and that really destroyed my ability to believe in the the system that we we all had uh, been brought up in, uh, I just uh, I was very hurt, you know, very hurt. Uh, and then I I later found Alcoholics Anonymous, as it says in the, in the bio here, and in Alcoholics Anonymous it it does recommend uh, that you have a what they call higher power, but it basically works with you. Uh, by saying that you don't have to know what that higher power is, you just have to agree that, or or acknowledge that the higher power is more uh, powerful than me. You know, uh, and you know you'll you develop the, the concept of the higher power or God uh, over time. I don't think you instantly have a set of beliefs when you when you come into recovery. But anyway, I. I, um, you know, I think, for example, this, that the 12 traditions which our group follows, and it's part of a uh, 12-step group, is a really excellent way to um, ensure that that a group, um, you know, kind of stays on the right track, that they, they're healthy. Because that, that those are spiritual principles. They're not rules, but they're principles for the group. And when you follow these 12 spiritual principles, you are not going to do much damage to any, anybody else, but you're going to also be able to maintain yourself, stand and stand straight for yourself. And, uh, you know, these are, these are really um, kind of new concepts for people that are traumatized, you know. All right, now here's Kathy again. Let me just say, let me open her mic. Kathy, thank Hi, you so God. much for coming. Hi, I I uh I just wonder how much the religious belief in higher power hits people's triggers, you know, that was my original decision on having a topic and and how to deal with triggers and I would suppose that if it it could be understood, not that I'm triggered by people talking about their higher power, but I suppose some people are. Uh, some people find it uh, triggering, you know, for lack of a better phrase. And I well, wonder I agree. whether, you know, I wonder just, whether. Yeah. Still look I, out the window. It's just to look out the window and have faith. Whenever you see the sunrise through your window pane as you're waking up in the middle of your sleep and bright of the day, whether it be 6 a.m. or 8 a.m., you see the sun light through your window and you whether it be a physical, oh. mental, you know, or spiritual. And the thing is, that does give you faith, and that does give you composure, and that does tie back into the triggers. Oh, it's, uh, it's so Like amazing. I said, it has to do with composure. It's so amazing I'm not trying you bring to, up, like, you bring up. I'm trying to like, I had Thanksgiving this past weekend. I had Thanksgiving yeah. this past weekend, and there was a lot of triggers. I had to retain my composure and not say anything back, and you know what I mean? Not, you know what I mean? Because it hurt my feelings. But I had to step back. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, but through my past decades, I've certainly been at family 
functions that definitely triggered. I'm a victim of incest, so it was you know, a little rough. But uh, but I, I do I do see um, and have been interested, especially well I guess triggering. I get I get a little bit triggered when people tell me or say not to me particularly but just say to forgive because Jesus said you should forgive or or God is going to you know deal with it and uh I can understand that but we're here on earth until so much time in this society and I kind of look for some a little bit of civil justice when it comes to that learn from it right keep written on it, going in circles, going through the same things in life. You learn from what you go through, and yeah. whether you pass through it, or you you, know, you gain from it, or you learn from it. You know that's that's where you make or break it. And that's where your composure comes back in. It's you got to slow down, darling. I can't hear all the words until I hang up the phone and try to listen on the internet. So if you'd be so kind, I'd appreciate it because I do I do want to hear what you're saying. She dropped. Oh well. Um, hopefully oh. Can you yeah. tell me what she said? I missed it a little bit. I uh, I must appreciate waking up in the morning because I'd like to share a little bit of a story. Um, I traveled a lot, been around quite a bit, and uh, a lot of experiences. And most of my memories are the natural beauty that I've seen all over the world, and. I love where I live. I'm looking out. I live at the end of the electric grid. It's totally dark outside my house, finally, after I got the neighbors to turn their lights off. But uh, it's truly amazing um, because, you know, the sunrise, and yes, I wake. I, I'm usually, and I think, maybe, anyway, this is late for me. I'm usually in bed by 9, so pushing it, but it's okay. I appreciate it. And, and, Bill, I've always appreciated NASCA and having the opportunity for these shows, and you've been so helpful to so many through the years. So I want to thank yeah, you thank for that. You. No, no, it's no, true. no problem. I, thank, I understand it is. And, um, you know, I really appreciate how you contribute to NASCA. Everybody makes a contribution. Oh, come on. I'm a bug. I'm a bug. Yeah. You love it. You told me I could come and bug you anytime, so I will. I know. Well, that's, <laughs> there are people that need people that need to play that role. You know, I mean that's that's perfectly understandable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just because um, I have a different, this is what I'm saying. Just because I have a different belief system doesn't mean you have to go away. You don't, and that's that's a big part of what NASCAR is about. That we uh, are inclusive. And we um, uh, cooperate with each other, and that we open our arms. Oh darn, Kathy's let drop now too. Annie, are you doing that? <laughs> I'm I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm just having a hard time hearing tonight because one of my hearing aids broke. I'm sorry. Oh gee. But, but I'm. Oh gee. I'm, I know. But I did want to respond to the question about faith. Because I am a person who doesn't have a faith in a religion. I would call myself right. an agnostic. I just, I, have, I don't know how everything works and how it all came to be, but I don't follow 
any religion. And so being in 12-step, which I was for many years, was hard for me because of the higher power idea. And I finally did have to leave 12-step because I felt like I was being hypocritical. Rather than trying, I, I first I felt, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to, you know, imagine a higher power and surrender my will. And I finally said, I can't, I can't do that. But that's okay. I can still, I can still heal. And I have healed greatly. And I, yeah. I think that it's mostly because of other people and talking to other people, but right. not from a higher power. And I just want to let people know that that's possible. If you're like me, healing is possible. Oh, yes, yes. Good. Well, I'm glad you, I mean, that's very useful for you to step forward and say, I think, you know, um, because people have this uh, sense of they have to come to a certain place before they can, you know, find the freedom of faith. You know, people describe faith as being free. Um, but you don't, you know, you can work towards it and that's, and that's fine too. You know, um, they, um, the fact is that Alcoholics Anonymous, of course, uh, the, 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 the reading of the sentences that involve, uh, God, it says God as we understand him. Right. And, and that was right. put in there by, by the first group of a hundred people that got sober oh. through the 12 steps. Yeah. And um, they were uh, they were worried that if they put something as concrete as, you know, as God, period, that people would be upset. So they put in God, somebody, and I forget, I used to know the story. But anyway, somebody um, offered the opportunity to put, to consider as we understand them. And the, and the group accepted that before the printing of the, first big book, which was, you know, it was done three years after AA started, and, and it was done by the first 100, you know, 100 people who were sober. Uh-huh. Uh, they, all had, they all had a little bit, you know, at least approval, you know, uh, but also consideration mm-hmm. of what the text was. And uh, so I find, it, I find it absolutely amazing, but I don't want to get off track here. I just want to say that... Um, there is. It is very roomy in here, Nasca. <laughs> very roomy. You know, uh, there's plenty yes. of space for any. Uh, that I think is what I want the newcomer to know. You know, yeah, we have some suggested uh, behavior type rules, but but we don't have rules in terms of um, you know what you have to believe, what you have to do, you know what you have to. Um, accommodate and so forth. We, we, um, how you have to change, which you don't. You don't have to change. Uh, at least there's not, um, there's not an admonition that unless you change, you can't come in here. Not at all. That's a good thing. Yeah, Everyone is, is welcome. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Hi. Hi. I just want yeah. to let you know I I didn't hang up. I just uh, like I said I couldn't hear very well all, without the computer. I I appreciate listening. And uh, oh. 
Yeah, it's good. Where's our caller? I hope our other guest, our new guest, didn't uh, leave us. No. Uh, she anyway. dropped. But I don't yeah. Know. I don't anyway, know yeah, it, it's tough for me. Um, as I said, it, just simply with the first thing I was thinking about this evening was was triggers on a daily basis, which happen in all kinds of contexts, depending on what we've been through, and. Uh, I stand up and smile and do the breathing, and it works better, and I, I appreciate not having drugs. Now, my sister did go through the 12-tip program, got sober for years. Um, she ended up falling off, off the wagon very much later in her life after being very successful and whatnot. But um, I did go to a couple of meetings with her and appreciated the serenity prayer. I love it. It's a great prayer. Um, yes, I don't know whether you call it a prayer. Maybe I just see it saying, and I understand it wasn't originally from the Bible or anything. I don't even know. But, you know, religion is a is a faith-based thing. And in this country, in the United States at least, we have, as you say, you know, the freedom of religion, and that's fine. But some things are religious beliefs, and some things are physical reality, like, you know, I, I'd like to believe it isn't true that I was raped as a kid, but, you know, the physical reality was I was, or is, that I was, and that's just the mm-hmm. fact of it, and it does affect mm-hmm. you. I, I went to a counselor uh, with uh, other issues, actually, and, of course, he's a, he was a great counselor. He's probably passed by now, but he... I told him about the childhood abuse. Oh, I'm over that. I'm saying it's not. That's got nothing to do with what's happening right now, and yet I believe perhaps my anger issues were a little bit exasperated from what happened way back when. But nonetheless, uh, it was, uh, you know, showing me a lot, and he was a smart dude. Therapy's good, and uh, I, I still like uh, the serenity prayer and accepting that there is a higher power for me I mean we can't control everything so I mean everything just doesn't happen by happenstance I mean there are motivations or or energies whatever you want to call it in the world that are happening I don't know what you call them but they do occur And, uh, and also as far as I agree with you Bill uh, I mean, if you were a pedophile, I mean, what would you want to do? You'd want to find a place where you can have the opportunity to be, to be near the children that you want to abuse. So, unfortunately, oh, yeah. priests and scout leaders and, you know, coaches and whoever else, you know, you're going you're gonna to gravitate toward those because you're, you know, you're, cause you're a dingbat, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, and that's just the way it is, so... I was, uh, when I came out uh, recently, I mean, I came out with a family, but when I came out recently, I think the, uh, I was expecting, I knew the family was going to be a bunch of dingbats. I knew they would act the way they did. I wasn't, well, I won't say I wasn't phased by it. Certainly I was, but it wasn't surprising. But I think when I hit the church, because my brother, the rapist, He's a big man on the church, and everybody thinks he's just, you know, great. And uh, I was surprised because uh, I asked, um, Mother was witnessed 
city event. And uh, <laughs> anyway, I won't go back into that, at least not this time. Maybe some time later after we talk, Bill, I'll, I'll talk on your show. But I'll need to do that first because I want to be comfortable. And anyway, I think that uh, the priest's reaction, because Mama asked me to ask to talk to him, and I'd already done that. But nonetheless, I said, sure, I'll do it again if a priest is, his priest is there. And, of course, um, that was a no-no. And I was really surprised. I'm Greek Orthodox, and they're not Catholic, but they're, you know, they're money. They got the whole big uh, organization behind them. I was really surprised at the reaction from the the, uh, church. It was foolish of me, but I was. I wasn't active in the church, but all through my travels, I always felt comfortable. If I met another Greek Orthodox, a Greek person, I'm Greek Orthodox, first-generation American. It was really comforting, yet the... uh, and I think it's money. I really think it's money that causes the uh, uh, even good human beings that are in these organizations that may have found out about your abuse or, or my abuse. It's not that they don't condemn the abuse. It's just that they're more afraid of the repercussions to their institutions. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, hear you. I, I was surprised at that. Foolish me. I felt that, you know, nothing surprises me at this point. But I I was, um, I was of course, upset, and it hit me hard. I, I was prepared, preparing myself for it. Of course, who can prepare themselves for a backlash from family? But unlike you, I came out on my mother's last year, a year and a half or two years of life. I, I begged her to come and live with me before she passed. I have a beautiful place. I think our caller was talking about um, looking out your window, and like I said, um, I thank God every morning when I look outside and be able to look outside and see what I see. I see the sunrise. I, I live at the end of the electric kid grid in the middle of beautiful Maine. It's just gorgeous here. <laughs> you know, it's a little cold coming up, but my son moved up, and he knows how to use the tractor, so I'm looking forward to going through the next several months of snow. Anyway, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just saying that it, it, it hit me hard. I, I was thinking that really, and and the con- congregations even more so, I can understand if you're a jerk face and if you want to hold the institution and protect it so you want to shut up, as many institutions will. Um, but the congregation, the people that are giving money to the Catholic Church, which is unfortunately, but but justifiably um, condemned for all of the abuse it was exposed to. Uh, uh, Southern Baptists, I had no idea how large they were, and, and my own Greek Orthodox. There's all kinds of abuse going on. These priests are going on, and the other priests are hiding them or sending them off to some, in, in your case, and in, in our church as well, monasteries or somewhere else, and, and they hide them. You know, they just keep it from... They don't take care of the victims. They don't give any respect for those innocent victims you and I were. You know? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I was surprised. I was surprised. I thought that human beings cared 
and most of them do. And I think that uh, one of the things I've learned in my life is that there's a really lot of jerky, horrible, we've all seen it, terrific, horrible atrocities happening. But the overwhelming majority of people in this world are good. And I... Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I think that's true. Yeah. You know? Um, there's, we struggle, but, you know, but we accept... All of us do. Of our, we cry when we come yeah. through that birth canal. You know, <laughs> or afterwards, anyway. <laughs> Annie agrees. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's funny. a struggle. It was bliss before then, right? <laughs> and if you know. believe in a higher power, I mean, heck, who wants to come through this strike while we may have had, and I know all of us, regardless, and I won't even attempt to minimize or even try to minimize or think the reason to the trauma that we've experienced by greedy, sexual abusive adults that uh, no one on this earth comes through unscathed. You know, we all, you know, it just happens. And I I think in in a lot of ways that's a blessing. A blessing, I meant to say, you know, a little clearer without following... But uh, it's still, I mean, it's not like I'd wish it on anyone. But I guess it's how you deal with it, right? And that's why I spoke of triggers, because they happen. And uh, for me, I've been able to hopefully, like I said, my sister, she uh, she fell off. She went to AA. She did well. And then she fell off. But she'd had a horrible experience. She grew up in the same household. And it was, it was, it was rough to get into the drugs, I I didn't do that. I had other coping mechanisms that weren't healthy, but I don't think they were as devastating as the drugs. And I I, uh, I feel badly for those that did go through that. Well, but um, I love I love that serenity prayer. It's great. It is, yeah. I was going to say, you know. We, uh, the, people don't pick their path uh, until they're, you know, w- way down the road. They might start picking their path. But at first, especially in childhood, we don't pick our path. Our path is is picking us. You know, people that we run into, experiences that we have, the parents that we grew up with, of course, and the family. But um, I'm thinking more of that we all grow up in a community, whether it's a healthy community or not, <laughs> is the question. And in my case, it wasn't. It just wasn't. And I couldn't escape that. So, you know, it's scary that this is, this is still going on. This is amazing. <laughs> how, how long has it been since we've been uh, conscious of the need for, um, for, you know, prevention and intervention tools and so forth and, and helping people to get into their own recovery? How do we... How do we um, justify that it's taken us so long and we're still hardly anywhere in front of the goal, you know, in front of the group? Hardly. There, there's still tens of thousands in every community who are, are abused, so that means they are traumatized, who have been abused and are traumatized and really haven't heard our message or anybody's message, you know, that, that recovery is possible. Uh, and then 
given a um, sort of a process that they can follow to get there. I don't know. It's um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's just a tough one. <laughs> I think Kathy has dropped again, Bill. No way. She, she <laughs> keeps keeps running. She keeps running away from some of my best points. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone else would like to call in, I'll repeat the call-in number, and that is six four six five nine five two one one eight. You're welcome to call in and ask a question or propose a topic, and we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, we really do. Uh, there's a lot of topics inside the world of of child abuse, you know, and, and uh, there's a lot of topics. So, you know, think about it. There might be some topics that you don't hear discussed often enough, or maybe not at all, that it might be uh, of interest to you that we can you know, bring to the floor in the last 25 minutes of this show. We'd love to, of course. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there she is. Hi, Kathy. Let me put her mic back I didn't on. drop off. I can't hear her well on the phone, so I dropped off. But, no, I heard your great points. The great points. <laughs> I'm kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> They're very good points. But I, I just wanted to say that, for me, I, I'm happy that, I was lucky. I, I would say God was looking out for me. I'll go that far. But I I, uh, I had a lot of exercise when I was young in my travels because I split the country. I split the place. Uh, you know, I didn't believe a lot of this. First of all, my dad was smeared in the Washington Post on his appointment to the um, a judgeship, a federal judgeship, first court circuit court of appeals and way back in god i was in sixth grade okay i'm your age or just a a year older i guess school-wise but anyway long time ago and i knew what they were writing in the newspaper were lies okay so i i never trusted the media or the uh, well now i wouldn't say that i expected people to have an agenda so yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's what also gets me about the church because I really thought, even though I was um, not active, if you will, I believed that they loved God and they loved human human godliness. But I was surprised to find out money, and I and I foolish. I I knew money rules a lot of people and is very corrupting of a lot of people, but I just was a little upset, I guess, to see that. I knew that, I even knew about the abuse in the churches, and, you know, I, I listened to a few things, but Mother, when she, after she moved into the rapist's home, called me and told me, Kathy, you should listen to this Rachel Den Hollander. Now, she was a outspoken abuse victim of Larry Nasser. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. of course, she's very articulate, and she's also extremely Christian. And Mama was pretending she was, but she's not. She's just pretender. 
and it it, it triggered me. But I uh, I was already upset about the fact she was moving out there because, like I said, and, and the caller had said, it's true. You wake up in the morning and you see the beauty of the sun rising and know the day is there. And after knowing my husband recently wasn't able to wake up the following morning and see the sunrise, you know, we had 32 years. It was wonderful. But my husband recently, Annie, uh, a year and a half ago, passed from three years of fighting colorectal cancer. So it was rough. And uh, I saw him leave here, too. And it was interesting, too, because people talk about that. I mean, he left in this room, basically, from where I'm sitting. I guess if I moved two feet forward, it would be at the right moment, right spot. But there he was, and he was talking about things he was seeing. and Oh, it was... And and the hospice nurse was telling me that people, moments before their death, days before their death, do this. It was, it was an amazing experience. I must tell you. It truly was. I, I uh, I'm really glad he was able to be here. I'm hope I'm I'm hope I'm able to be here, <laughs> looking out that window, watching the sunrise, or at least knowing it's sunrising, even if I can't see rather than in a hospital hospital somewhere, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it, it that's how I came up with NASCA because I I think I for the most part for the we never truly hear let's let's be honest, the damage is damage, it's there. It's with us till our death. And uh, you know, if we were hurt or blinded, run over or broken or lost our leg or whoever else that knows, but we were definitely damaged by childhood sexual abuse. But we heal the best we can, and we live the best we can. And trauma, as I said, we cry when we're born. We're going to go through trauma, <laughs> some worse than others. And truly, as truly as bad as my, uh, and I'm not going to minimize mine, but oh, it's terrible what I've seen in my travels. There are a lot of, there are a lot of trauma, traumatic uh Social areas too that are different from ours in the United States. I don't know, Annie. I know Bill and I are American. I think you are. Are you American? Oh yeah, I am. I'm a Californian. There you go. So as all we complain about, we have those of us who have been elsewhere or known or elsewhere. You don't have to necessarily go. You see. With with today today's uh, you know we see that and, and I hope we do thank God every morning or thank whoever or thank whatever um, when that sun rises that we're still breathing. But it was tough. It was tough, and it was a surprise, and I was disappointed with the religious hypocrisy that I'd seen in my church. And uh, well, I, I mean, I think I. <laughs> It hurt me Go a ahead. lot. I'm sorry. You know. no, I'm the, sorry. Go um, ahead. You weren't finished. That's okay. <clears throat> please, please, Kathy. What did you say? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I talked over you. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, well, I kind of talked into you. I said um, I certainly experienced, you know, a, a huge disappointment in my own church. We all, I think a lot of us do. You know, our parents right. give us a set of 
principles and, and uh, beliefs and so forth, and then we see people are breaking them, and frankly, without too much consequence, you know, at least not on this right. here earth. <laughs> I think it was it was less of a disappointment for me, which which is what I see for you, because then a surprise. I um, I guess that would be a disappointment as well, because I expected at least the people to care, at least the congregation to care, but uh-huh. they didn't, and they could have. I would think. I mean, they're all talking. What's her name? Jelaine uh, um, oh, Maxwell. Let us see the black book. We want to know. We want. They're all out for knowing who and what, and they want the public, if you will, the venom, venomous public, want to go ahead after to find out who, who, who was horrible. But they don't do it, you know, for their own institutions, and it's it's disappointing because I think we all deserve or should uh, take, you know tally of our own institutions and um, you know strive for the best but anyway I'm very lucky to be a loner in the woods looking at the sun rising I'll send you a picture Bill it's just terrific hey, I may I show the, up there someday <laughs> I live in the woods I, I live in a mile in the woods away from the town which is very close because there's a lot of woods but I'm only a mile from town but it's Totally black, dark out here. I had to go right. through a neighbor who decide who lives in New York and decided they need lights for security or something. I don't know why. You got a mile of snow plowed road to get in here. <laughs> but anyway, it's at least carefully, nicely for the past week and a half, at least dark. It has been for. Oh yeah. I've been here for twenty years, just about. Right. Big thick forest, right? Huh? Thick forest? If it's in forest? Did you ask if it's forest? I live, uh... I live in a... I said you... um, Go ahead. No, you live in a thick forest. Yeah, Maine, most... uh, I I live in central Maine. If you were to take Maine and put an X right through the middle, I'm almost in the center of it. Central Maine, oh, yeah. and it's it's mm-hmm. uh, two acres on a private lake, and it's at the mm-hmm. end of the electric wow. grid. And just north of us is the 100-mile dark sky, which is nothing compared to Oklahoma. I've been there. I've been to Oklahoma, I mean, the desert. And I'm sure you're in California if you get away from the city. And I've been to California as well. It's gorgeous. But uh, it's uh, black. I love black sky. Of course, I'm Greek, and I went to Greece, and I and I loved the stars as a kid, and heard about all the astro- astronomical constellations. Oh, not all of them, but some of them. And when I went to Greece, I'm telling you that place is so beautiful. I live, my family lived in the Peloponnese, which is in the center of the peninsula that reaches out into the Mediterranean Sea, and there was no electricity. <laughs> You had to get there by donkey, okay? And it was absolutely um, unbelievable when you looked up at the sky. Even better than Oklahoma, which is unbelievable. I spent some time there. I've been a lot of places, and beauty of the earth is what I have 
truly admired and kept with me. You know? I mean, being at the top of the mountain above a hailstorm, which you didn't know was a hailstorm until after the clouds cleared and seeing all the hail fall down through the mountains. I'm, I, the beauty of nature is, hey, that's Mother Nature. Don't you forget that, Mr. Man. <laughs> I love you, dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. don't, don't you fool Mother Nature. Anyway, uh, it, it, it has, I didn't have a camera, and, a lot, and I have... I had two woodpeckers out here, and I've got this beautiful group that does beautiful main photography. And I had two woodpeckers, well, two with Mama and Daddy keeping their nest over in my other tree. And they would come right out my window here when I'd be just sitting here right where I am right now. And the tree out there, they would be more, Daddy would be in the morning and Mama in the evening. And they were over there pecking all the time and, and, and taking care of the one at least one made it anyway and then i saw daddy bringing the sun or i think it was a sun looking at the color of the plumage but it gets better when they get older but anyway showing the younger one how to forage for food it was cool so neat but i didn't have any pictures some people do this beautiful main photographers up here it's a big business <laughs> Oh, Maine yeah. is pretty. Maine is a pretty state. California is a beautiful state. But when I first got to California, that was the first place I was arrested. I was arrested in California for being 17 years old. I didn't know that was a crime. Now it isn't, I guess. But I was... Well, most people go through their 17th year. Huh? <laughs> Excuse me? Most what did you say? I'm on the most... phone, so say it slowly. I'll have to hang up and most, listen on the internet. Most people manage to pass through the 17th year. Pass? Oh, yes, we all committed that crime if we're past 17. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I knew that. I said, well, that's, that's okay. If you live to 18, you've committed a crime. <laughs> that's right. I was trying to get to California, uh, to Canada, go across Canada, hit to Europe, but I didn't know about this thing called a passport, and, you know, you got to get a ticket to go overseas and visas and all of that. But anyway, they sent me back to my family. Foolishly, I went. But that's okay. Then I got 18 and hitched a passport and split the country for four years. What an experience. Sure beat a college education, all the hell. I can assure you of that because here I am. In an absolutely beautiful yeah. place, after raising a, you know two wonderful boys and having a wonderful husband, and even though I didn't have to go through the trauma, I was able to expose the rapist anyway. They all know. They know I'm not lying. You know, they know I'm not. Family, people that know him, church, clergy, all of them. I right. don't care. I don't care. In fact. And I know you've heard many too, Bill and Annie probably as well. It's traumatic. I mean, you go to the judge and you have to go ahead and go through all these questions, and uh, it's just, you know, to to do what to say, hey, it's true, it's happened. He abused me. I was raped. I was penetrated without my consent when I was a child. You know. 
Oh, yeah, I do know. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and nobody should treat children like that. Children don't have a, uh, you know, don't have any, there's no shield, nothing, you know, shield. for them. They can't, yeah, they can't protect themselves, in other words. So children are very yeah. vulnerable. That's why they need parents. And I yeah. uh, I don't know if you have any children, Bill. I know you were adopted, and that was very interesting. Incidentally, and I know we're running short on time, but I have to tell you, it's so cool. My, my son, who was born from my second marriage, um, and I'm Greek. Uh, my first husband wasn't Greek either. But my niece, my mother's youngest sister, and she was born in... 1930-something, um, she, her daughter was the first child who the, uh, she was in foster care who was given custody to the foster parents over the biological mother. It was a case uh, precedent, and uh, it was in the Washington Post, big deal. And then my parents, my mother, and all her other, there were five daughters, all found out, and this was the youngest daughter, that she had had this daughter. They didn't even know she existed, but she was given custody, so it was a, a real big, and now it's happened since, but she, hers was the case where the where the foster parents were given custody over the, I don't know, she didn't seem like a bad mom, but she didn't have her shit together, I guess. She had another son earlier, but I, uh, I remember taking her out to visit. She had got visitation, and then just last week, I got a call from her. And she found out through Ancestry that my son, from my now marriage, is somehow uh, through her Ancestry. And I'm going, wow, how beautiful you are growing up. I remember seeing you were like 11 years old because I did take the mother out to visit. No one would take her to visit the daughter. Oh, I didn't have any trouble. Except, except for that I wasn't a very good driver. You know, mother gave me her car. <laughs> I hadn't driven. I'd been in Europe, and I went, wow, this is like a boat. But anyway, I got there, and we got back, and all was safe. But uh, it was interesting that, uh, and it's in the pa- it, it, it's a precedent case. And I thought her name was Melania. I couldn't remember her name because I remember Trump's wife was uh, Melania. Her name was Melina. Uh, close. <laughs> I was thinking, wasn't that the same name as the daughter? And she's so much, but, you know, I can't see how my second son, who knows, who way back in the ancestors, plus I don't trust those ancestry things anyway. I was born. Anyway, it's time to the end. I'm rambling, and I thank you for allowing me to shoot it off. Are we almost done? Before you leave, I I want you to know, and maybe you do know this, but um, I recently found my birth parents. And, yes, I do remember uh, recently. I do listen on occasion. I do remember you mentioning that. Yeah, well, my mother. My mother. I don't know who my father is yet, but but the, but the, the disappointing part of it, my mother. My mother has passed. And she had two sisters, and both of them are alive, and both of them had children, and husbands, and so forth, and they don't have. Uh, they don't intend to share. The fact that I've emerged with any of these cousins or you know anybody else in the family—it's sad for me because I, you know, I really want to meet them at least or know them a little bit. And at first they were very excited, and then they, you know, poo-pooed and, and, and frankly said, uh, you know, go away. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I told her to, by all means, I told my niece, by all means, to keep in touch. She said she doesn't even remember me dropping her. I doubt she would. You know, one afternoon to drop the mother off for visitation. But, uh, you know, I, I certainly, and I did see another cousin had connected. So I told her, by all means, she's, well, it's so neat to thank you. But I can't imagine my son is related. <laughs> that would be wild. I don't trust those things. Anyway, those DNA things. Who knows? Yeah. But, but it, for me, I just want to let it go because I did bring it up for trigger. That for me, standing up, smiling, because you can't be pissed when you smile. Inhaling through the nose and ex- exhaling through the mouth is a very good way to deal with anxiety, triggers, PTSD, triggers, whatever it is. When you're pissed off at somebody and you want to tell them to go to hell, just it beats counting to ten, and it it helps your things. But I do miss my sister. She did pass away, and drugs took her, but she did go through the uh, 12-step program for a while, got sober for a while, and fell off at the end when... Pepsi, uh, at that point in her life, was not, uh, I know they've gotten a lot better with drugs, but it was not treatable, and it was pretty much taking her life, so she figured, heck, I guess she figured, heck, you know, might as well stop, give in to the, anyway, she got, she went back off the wagon, and uh, passed away at a mere 59 years old. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear well, that. I love you all, and I thank you all for being and doing what you do. And I hope to talk to you soon, both of you. Love you too, Kathy. God bless you. Thanks, Kathy. All right. I think, I think that's our cue, Annie, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think it's, I think it's time for the music. <laughs> we have a couple minutes here, and I just want to you know, throw it back at you, Kathy, that we're very grateful that you're with us tonight and other times. Um, and I say, everybody has a contribution to make, and I I encourage people to, to make their contribution, you know, make, make their <laughs> Well, we'll debate that when I talk to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um <laughs> Let me let me say to the listeners that we appreciate your being here tonight. Uh, we do these shows uh, night uh, five nights a week, but the Tuesday and Thursday shows, such as tonight, we usually have someone who kind of takes the lead, and uh, and and the, the listeners who call in present them with topics or ideas, and that becomes the uh, the the uh, material for that we cover for the night. Now, sometimes we cover just one topic. Sometimes we cover five. You know, and you can't, you don't know. We don't know. Um, and some of us occasionally bring our own material. But anyway, the idea of this Tuesday and Thursday show is that uh, there are survivor professionals, hyphenists, as I call them, who are going to co-host the the show and feel the topics that are brought to the episode by you, the listener. And uh, we appreciate when you come here. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's people telling their story. 
has a different format, but it's a very powerful format. You you hear, um, you know, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now from uh, lots of different people. And then sometimes we have them, many times we have them return to us in the future to kind of update us um, where their life is going. But right now I'm going to turn this back to Annie and again thank Kathy and Annie for being here for me and you can take it away. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Kathy. Bye, everybody. Love Talk Radio. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.